1: This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we
0: call The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show.
2: It is a Saturday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. If you're listening today, the show is uploaded. It's July 7th, episode number 1,665. Right next to me is my living, breathing cartoon.
3: Kimmy. I got one name. Kimmy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. everybody.
2: (laughs) Hi. Hi there. I'm your host, Patrick Riley. I'm just a Yes, that's my theme song, Well, at least for today. Right next to me is well my cartoon, and she's getting ready for her close-up.
4: You don't know how much I've missed all of you. And I promise you I'll never desert you again.
5: You see, this is my life. It always will be. There's nothing else. Just us. And the cameras. And those wonderful people out
3: there in the dark.
2: Ah, uh, the camera's going in for it. Zoom and hello to Kimmy. Hello. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. That's good. I'll stay away from the swimming pool uh, when you're in that kind of uh in, Okay. In that kind of mood there. Uh, yeah. Or or you're actually you know capturing the the iconic screen character Norma Desmond there. mm mm-hmm. Uh yeah yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome to a Saturday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. We uh, mentioned cartoons, and If you'd like to find out what was on television during the golden years of Saturday morning kids shows, meaning from the 50s right till when it ended in the 2000s, we have a grid, a cartoon grid that is available on our website. You can compare what was against uh, what on NBC, ABC, CBS, and eventually on other channels or other networks. That's available at RileyAndKimmy.com. Also available on our website, archived episodes. We have celebrity interviews. We have the easiest way to take us anywhere on planet Earth. You can listen on iHeartRadio, also iTunes and SoundCloud. We have those platforms available. We have our social media links, and it is the best way to stay in touch with us, find out uh, where the show is going to be appearing next, and we might have a very big announcement. We'll announce it first through Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. You don't want to be left out on this, not at all. And also on our website, we have pop culture stories because the Riley and Kimmy show is about pop culture, a wide variety of pop culture, not just one topic. Tell your friends you found a place that offers something unique, something different. That's the Riley and Kimmy show. You can find all those links we talked about on our website. What is our web address?
5: RileyandKimmy.com.
0: Find archived podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at rileyandkimmy.com Pop Culture Escapism, The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show.
3: Shall we play a game?
2: That is the big question on this Saturday. Does Kimmy want to challenge her brain cells with a thrilling game of pop culture trivia? What say you, Kimmy? Well, yeah. All right. You can help Kimmy out. You can give her answers through the temporal corridor. She actually believes in time travel answers. She's in your past. You are in her future. She says if you talk to whatever computing device you're listening to The Riley and Kimmy Show on right now, That she can hear you. So whisper to that laptop, desktop, tablet, smartphone, or whatever. Could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. That's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Very first question, Kimmy. Revolves around the web. On this date, Amazon.com Incorporated was founded in Seattle, Washington. Now, its original name was... Cadabra, not Amazon. What year within two years did Amazon come to be? Ooh. Um, 2002? It was 1994. Oh. Movie time. Gideon's on this date in history. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 was released or actually premiered in London on this date. We want the year that final Harry Potter movie came out. You have a plus or minus of two years. 2012? You get it. It was 2011 when that happened. Moving somewhere else on the timeline. Sliced Bread was sold for the first time. This is by the Chillicothe Baking Company in Missouri. Described as the greatest forward step in the baking industry since bread was wrapped. Now, when did sliced bread... When was it sold for the first time? We are giving you a margin of error of 10 years. Um,
5: 1928.
3: Oh,
2: that's bizarre. Did somebody whisper that to you? Why? <laughs> did, some, did somebody, is somebody out there a bread connoisseur? Did they whisper, or are you, because whenever we go out to a certain establishment for dinner, Kimmy just devours the bread that they offer. Is it because of that? Uh, you got it exactly right. I did. <laughs> it, <it's> 19, <laughs> this obscure trivia question we threw there just for fun. We thought we'd just have a, uh, just to get a reaction there. We didn't expect her to get it exactly right. You you did. The year is 1949, Kimmy, this was first heard on radio on NBC. It would be a hit on radio instantly and then eventually go to TV. Identify the show. Can you do that? Dragnet. That's correct. Now, the first episode was called The Helen Corday Murder, and we have that available on our website. That very first episode from 1949, you can hear it in its entirety at RileyandKimmy.com. The year is 1956. This recording artist made his first appearance on Grand Ole Opry. Tell me who it is.
1: Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillac.
2: Can you identify who it is? Johnny Cash. And that's not the song he performed on the Grand Ole Opry. That's a song he did much later in time. The year is 1956. My Prayer was released by this group it was number one on the Billboard Top 100 in the summer of 1956 and would rank number four for the Year of Songs. Tell me the recording group.
3: My prayer is to linger with you at the end of the day. In a dream that's divine.
2: My prayer. 1956, it played on the front radio while people played in the back seat. Can you tell me the name of the group, Kimmy?
5: Mm, My prayer. So familiar.
2: Uh, Take a guess. My prayer.
5: Um, the Coasters.
2: Not the Coasters, Kimmy. It is the Platters. Platters. The year is 1967. This group opens a national tour with Jimi Hendrix as the opening act. Can you tell me the group by chance? No. Here's your clue.
5: Take the-
2: Can you tell me who it is, 1967, Jimi Hendrix was the opening act for what group? The Monkees. Yes, I bet that was a weird concert. Yeah. Do you think he upstaged him?
5: Probably, yeah.
2: Staying in 1967, this single is released. Can you identify the song? Here is your clue. Can you tell us the title, Kimmy?
5: All you need is love.
3: All you need is love. All you need is love. All you need is love. Love.
2: Love is all you need. Kimmy, can you identify the recording group? The Beatles. Yes, it was on their album, The Magical Mystery Tour, and also a... Album for a movie that was theirs. Can you identify the movie?
5: Yellow Submarine?
2: That's correct. The 1968 cartoon animated film. And by the way, that film is being shown in theaters across the country as an anniversary, a 50th anniversary. So you might want to check to see if it's playing at a a theater near you. Kimmy needs to do that. That's a hint because somebody in the studio wants to see it. Yeah? Yeah, even though when it used to air on television, it scared him to death. <laughs> yeah. Those
5: blue meanies.
2: And you know what's interesting? They weren't blue to me because I had a black and white TV. I only saw them as black and white meanies and they scared me to death. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the year is 1967. This song hits number one. Tell me the title. You know
3: that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar If I was to say to you yeah, we couldn't get much higher.
2: What is that number one, Kimmy? Light my fire.
3: fire. to
2: And who had that as a number one hit 1967? The Doors. Correct. 1968. This band disbands, Kimmy. Here's a number three hit from 1965 by the band Tell Me Who It Is.
3: oh, your love. oh, your love. oh, your love. I'd give you everything and more, and that's for
1: sure. Oh, your love. I'd bring you diamond rings and things right to your
5: door.
2: For Your Love, can you tell me the name of the band that disbanded on this date 1968? The Animals? No, not The Animals, Now, the members of this band were famous rock guitarists. Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, and Jeff Beck. Cream? No. One more guess. This nope. is pre-Cream. No.
5: Nope. This
2: is The Yardbirds.
5: The Yardbirds.
2: The year is 1975. This daytime drama premieres on ABC TV, runs from this date... Until January 13, 1989. See if you can tell us the name of the soap opera. Mm-hmm. Kimmy, can you identify the soap opera that aired on ABC? It made its premiere on this date, 1975. Capital? Not Capital. That was CBS, if I remember correctly. This was ABC. Uh, I'll give you the last. No. It, it had a two-part name. I'll give you the, the the last part. You give me the the blank part, the, the opening. Blank. Hope. Ryan's Hope. Yes. Yeah, so did you ever watch Ryan's Hope? Uh, no. Obviously, a lot of people bailed on Ryan's Hope. Just had a 13-year run. Hmm. The year is 1977. The seventh studio album of this group is released. Here is a single from it that would chart, well, it'd actually break the top ten, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the band. Can you identify the band? Sticks. That's correct. And that song hit number eight, recorded near your hometown, Kimmy. It was recorded in Chicago. Staying in 1977, it's movie time, the 10th. James Bond film premieres in London. Our question for you is can you identify the movie had a hit single from the film, Kimmy? It's on the soundtrack. Tell us, first of all, who's singing the title track or actually not, you know, in the titles. It was used in the title, the opening sequence. No, This is one of the James Bond examples where that is not the title of the James Bond film. Can you tell me, first of all, who's singing the song?
5: Carly Simon.
2: That's right. And can you tell us the name of that James Bond movie?
5: Oh, I can't.
2: The Spy Who Loved Me. Tell me who played James Bond.
6: Yes?
5: I'm Naomi. Mr.
4: Stromberg sent me to collect you.
6: You do? Uh, This is my wife, who so happens to be my assistant.
4: You are on holiday here?
6: Well, there's an ocean. A marine biologist is never on holiday. Can we uh, offer you a drink before we go?
4: No, thank you. Mr. Stromberg's a very busy man. His time is precious.
6: What a handsome craft. Such lovely lines.
2: And he's not talking about a boat. Can you tell me who that is? Roger Moore? Correct. Have you ever seen The Spy Who Loved Me? I
5: don't think so. The
2: Bond girl was Barbara Bach in that mm. movie the year is 1980 the original lineup of this band gave their final show tell me the name of the band
3: days
5: for so
2: who is it kimmy
3: let's up correct
2: the year is 1984 this song became the biggest selling single of all time in britain tell us the title What is the name of that monster hit? Relax.
3: Relax, not go to When you want to go to
5: relax, not go
2: to Who had that as a hit in Great Britain for a long period of time? Not quite as long in the United States. Who is it?
5: Frankie Goes to Hollywood.
2: Correct. And if you have a good ear and you love uh, vintage Miami Vice, you can see it in one of the episodes. Matter of fact, a very long version of it because they they use that intro. And they extend it for a huge scene, correct, Kimmy? Uh Uh-huh. Moving to 1992, staying in the world of music, this group releases the album Images and Words. It would have one single, and the only time they would crack the charts, it would hit number 10, a single from it would hit number 10, that is, on the Billboard Hot Mainstream Rock Track. See if you can identify the group. (gasps) Can you tell me who it is? Jefferson Starship? Ah, boy, I guess you didn't pick up the point. We said the only time they ever charted. Oh, oh, oh. Only time. It's Dream Theater is the name of the band. The year is 2000, Kimmy. This recording artist is released from a Florida jail thats after serving 26 days for violating probation now the probation stemmed from a 1996 drunk driving incident in hollywood florida tell me who it is I
3: say I'm crazy. I really don't care that's my
2: who is it bobby brown correct celebrity notable wedding time it was on this date 2001 Comedian actor Tom Green marries this actress Kimmy. She was a child actress that went to adulthood in fame. Can you tell me who he marries? Tom Green. Um, Roseanne Barr. No, no Tom, Tom Green would marry somebody who's twenty-eight years old, two thousand one. He's twenty-nine. She was in the movie
5: E.T. Oh, Drew Barrymore.
2: Yes, you got it right. Celebrity and notable birthdays, that's famous people born on this date in history. Kimmy, once you identify who this is, tell us how old he is. You have a plus or minus of five years. He was a band leader. He was a jazz trumpeter. Here he is talking to Johnny Carson. Tell me who he is.
1: I think we we talked about that one at the highest note. You can hit on is it, what, a C above? Well, it, it depends. On different days, it's it's a different amount of highness that you can hit. Yeah. In other words, it would be C above high C? Yeah, let's say that. That'd be All right, about let's say that Let's say that. C the, above high C. Yes. What would that sound like? <laughs> See, you, you must remember, usually when you're playing, you kind of work up to that, right? Just to, That's right. To go right into it. So you couldn't just pick up the horn and do it cold. <laughs> 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 if you... Wait a minute. If you're really skilled, you could. <laughs> I might have to work my way up to it. All right. I mean, is that okay? Sure. Okay. There you are. Wow. That's all right. That you see that that was good. Now, the
0: question Gary
1: had was. Why can't you go one night? No higher than that. I'll tell you why. Because you would lose your manhood.
2: <laughs> Can you tell me who is having a birthday? Doc Severinson? That's correct. He was the band leader for many years for The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. How old is he today within five years?
5: Oh, boy. Eighty-nine?
2: He is 91 today. Next individual celebrating a birthday, singer, musician, identify who it is. Go sing. Is
5: having a birthday? Ringo Starr.
2: Yes, how old is he with a plus or minus of five years? 84. He is 78 today. Next individual, actress, Kimmy. Here she is talking about a current project she's involved with at the time of the recording, and then she talks about a classic movie she starred in. Tell me, who's having a birthday?
7: Well, I didn't think it was that far of a leap, really, to go from castles to crypts. Well, the idea for Nightmare Classics uh, came from actually having done The Shining and having loved ghost stories and old horror films and uh, having read Edgar Allan Poe and Nathaniel Hawthorne and Henry James and Ambrose Bierce when I was a kid. Oh, we worked very hard on that film. Uh, It took a year and one month to shoot that film and Jack and I were pretty exhausted so he was crazed all the time and I had to run around screaming but Jack, you know (laughs) and then finally I think we filmed that scene uh, the axing scene for three days and that was a real fireman's axe and Jack's arms were so hurt after that he was like a praying mantis or something
2: Can you tell me who is having a birthday?
5: Uh, Shelley Dubois? Shelly no. Oh, Kimmy, how
2: many name? times have you seen the Shining?
5: I know. Shelly She was in
2: Popeye. Shelley, she played olive oil.
5: Shelly. I can't I can't get her last name.
2: Shelly Duval Duvall. Having, having a birthday today. How old is she within five years?
5: Um sixty-four.
2: You get it? She is sixty-nine. It was announced November of 2016 in the USA Today. They reported that she appeared to be suffering from mental illness. Later that month, she appeared on an episode of the TV show Dr. Phil, which there was an uproar because they felt Dr. Phil exploited her. The clips are available online if you are looking for something about this. They are not complimentary towards her. I'm surprised that somebody who might have been a caregiver or somebody who was dealing with her legal matters didn't try to stop this because it's not a... I mean, for her, it's not a very good image mm. of it. And he, they cut down... As you know, they do promos to run on TV stations before the, the episode to get you... The, the promo hook is... It, it makes her look totally wacky. Mm. And that is available if you wish to stream it. We did not link that out of consideration to those who are suffering or have family members who are suffering from mental illness. Remember, please talk about mental conditions. Don't be ashamed of it. Get help. If you know somebody who needs help, please reach out. Next individual, Kimmy, tell me who it is. She is celebrating her 59th birthday, American model and actress. She got fame because she accused Evangelist Jim Baker of rape. She brought him down, basically. And that was while she was employed as a church secretary that the incident happened with Baker. After this came to light, she posed nude for Playboy multiple times. She had a relationship with comedian Sam Kinnison, appears in his music video, Wild Thing. She's been on quite a few TV shows like Married with Children. Can you tell me who it is? Jessica Hahn? You got it right. We thought we'd stump you with that one, Kimmy. Next individual, singer, songwriter, and actress, She appeared as a regular on the TV show Allie McBeal. She's a recording artist. Tell me who it is. Big hit, Don't Cry Eileen from 1990. It was number 11 on the adult contemporary charts. Who is it, Kimmy? Oh, I don't know that one. It's Vonda Shepard celebrating her 55th birthday. Tell me why the next person is on the famous list, Kimmy. Celebrating a birthday today is Michelle
5: Kwan. Uh, She was an ice skater. That is correct. Retired. Olympic.
2: Ooh, you're right. Two time Olympic medalist. Figure skater. Yeah. Two-time Olympic medalist, 1998 and 2002, a five-time world champion, and a nine-time U.S. champion. How old is she today, within five years? Uh, 40. She is 38 today. I see dead people.
5: Celebrities,
2: notables, famous people who passed away on this date in history. He died 1930 at the age of 71. He was a doctor originally and then decided to start writing, Kimmy. A British writer, best known for his creation of Sherlock Holmes. Who is it?
5: Arthur Conan Doyle.
2: She got it, and we'll add the sir to that, too. Next individual, tell me why she is famous. She passed away at the age of 50. 1973. Her name, Veronica Lake.
5: Um, she was an actress?
2: That's correct. She was in many films, especially from the Early 40s into the 50s She did some TV One of the notable films, 1941 Sullivan's Travels Here's Veronica
6: Lake
8: Give him some ham and eggs
6: Yes, ma'am That's very kind of you, sister, but I'm not hungry A cup of coffee and a sinker will fix me up fine
8: Don't be a sucker Give him some ham and eggs The way I'm fixed, 35 cents isn't going to make any difference Here
6: Thanks Things a little tough, huh?
8: Wouldn't be sitting in an owl wagon for local color. They locked me out of my room.
6: Oh, that's too bad. Well, things are tough everywhere war in Europe, strikes over here, there's no work, there's no food.
8: Drink your coffee while it's hot.
6: What they lock you out of your room for?
8: Did I ask you any questions? I'm sorry. Sorry. Right.
6: You've been in Hollywood long? Long enough. Trying to crash the movies or something?
8: Something like that.
6: I guess that's pretty hard to do.
8: Huh? I guess so. I never got close enough to find out. Oh, sorry. Say, who's being sorry for who? Am I buying you the eggs, or are you buying me the eggs?
6: Oh, just like to repay you for them.
8: All right. Give me a letter of introduction to Lubich.
6: I might be able to do that too. Who's Lubich?
8: Drink your coffee. Can you What'd you say?
6: I said, can you act?
8: Sure, I can act. Would you like me to give you a recitation? Go ahead. Skip it. My next act will be an impersonation of a young lady going home on a thumb.
6: In that outfit?
8: How about your own outfit?
6: I mean, haven't you got a car? No, have you? No, but...
8: Then don't get ritzy. And I'll tell you some other things I haven't got. I haven't got a yacht or a pearl necklace or a fur coat or a country seat or even a winter seat. I could use a new girdle, too. That's
2: Veronica Lake. She was fantastic. If you have the opportunity to catch some of her classic movies, please do. You won't be disappointed. She died in 1973 from hepatitis and acute kidney injury. Next individual, Kimmy, died 1990 at the age of 70. He was known for being a game show host. Over the course of his career, he hosted at least 23 shows that actually made it to the air. Unknown how many went in, you know, he did like pilots. He was nicknamed the Dean of Game Show Hosts. Tell me who it was.
1: Where are you going, Nancy? To the R, please. Better R, okay answer starts with R. Question, what R was first used on ships in 1241 and is what steers, airplanes, and... (laughs) Rosetta. Rudders. Rudders, the right answer. You got another one. First rudder was made 1241, and that's very recently because it's only 110 now. (laughs) Boy, I knew that joke wouldn't work. I thought the joke, see, the the idea is made in 1241. Then I say, well, the first writer was made in 1241, and here it is only 110. (laughs) Can we do this show with just an applause machine? We are. Okay, good enough. Musetta, would you give me an opportunity to pause for a commercial? Because I feel the way things are going with my humor today, this might be my last chance to make $30. We'll be back here. Who
2: passed away, Kimmy, at the age of 70, 1990? Alan Ludden? Not Alan Ludden. This guy would also be a, well, a panelist. He would be on game shows like To Tell the Truth, What's My Line, and things like that. Wore glasses, short hair. Mm. He did that one child's play. You remember that? Uh, oh,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see him. I, I can't think of his name. I,
2: I, can't, I can't believe you don't remember Bill Cullen. Oh, yeah. Okay, judges say you did a fantastic job. I know you're thinking about cartoons because it's a Saturday. I uh-huh. I, I totally uh-huh. get it. Well, anyway, we're going to turn the spotlight on. we going to have a tribute to something we talked about on Trivia with the Golden Age of Radio. Radio Mentioned just moments ago, actress Veronica Lake died on this date in 1973 at the age of 50. She was no stranger to the golden age of radio. We have a science fiction episode she starred in. It was a radio show called Exploring the Unknown. We have a 1947 episode of Exploring the Unknown titled The Dark Curtain. It's a story about brain surgery. A young woman slowly goes insane. As a bonus on our website, we have a tribute to actress Vivian Lee, who passed away on this date, 1967 at the age of 53. This is a special golden age of radio example. We have a 1950 production of Rebecca starring Vivian Lee with her husband, actor Sir Lawrence Olivier. That's available on our website along with that very first episode of Dragnet. Right now, our tribute to Veronica Lake. Here's The Dark Curtain on the Riley and Kimmy Show.
9: I don't suppose at the beginning I was very different from anyone else. I lived with my sister Mary. She was older. She looked after me because our parents had died a long time ago. But we still lived in the house Father had left us. Mary and I was home. I don't know exactly when it all began for me, the trouble I made. I used to imagine things a lot when I was little. Then I found it was fun to go on imagining things, but I couldn't tell anyone. Then one day I imagined people were staring at me. I was always timid. I came home frightened. I was engaged to be married about then. I had known Paul a long time. Mary was happy about it. Then one day something happened. Mary had been shopping. I was home playing with a kitten. It was a sweet kitten, but it had yellow staring eyes. You're trying to frighten me, Snoopy. But you can't. You're just a tiny little cat. I'm afraid of lots of things, but not of you.
4: Hello, Ellen. Hello, Ellen.
9: Goodness, Mary, you gave me a start.
4: I caught an early bus.
9: What kind of a day did you have? I didn't go out.
4: Didn't go out on this lovely day?
9: You know I don't like shopping.
4: But, honey, you have a true sort of get. Dozens of things. I wish you'd come with me.
9: Mary, I don't think clothes make any difference. Do you realize in a few weeks I'll be leaving this house? For good? (laughs) Well,
4: after 23 years, you ought to be glad.
9: Why should I be glad? This is where I've always lived. I hate strange places and strange people. Well, that's Paul now. Paul. But he's not coming now.
4: I mean, Mary, would you... Would I what?
9: Would you go down and talk to him for me?
4: Ellen, after you're married, you'd better learn to be on time. Please. Please, just this once more. It would be
9: so much easier.
6: Mary, I'm... I'm glad you're here.
4: Ellen's late again, Paul. I think that child has daydreams. Well,
6: it's just as well. I... I want to talk to you.
4: <laughs> well, that's always a pleasure.
6: Mary, I got this letter this morning. I want you to read it.
4: All right. Dear Paul. Would you mind very much if we postponed our wedding for a little while? It's hard to explain, but... Oh, Paul! It
6: came right out of the blue, Mary?
4: I don't understand.
6: If it was just the letter, I'd—I I'd think she changed her mind. But—but but it isn't.
4: What do you mean?
6: I'm worried, Mary. It's a lot of little things. She—she she seems preoccupied, nervous. Mary, has Ellen been feeling all You're right talking lately? Talking
9: about me, aren't you, Ellen, dear? As if I didn't know. Reading my letters too. You always talk about
6: me, darling. I
9: know you do. But I don't care. I didn't come down to listen. I came down for my kitten, Snoopy. Snoopy? He's... He's lying out in the back stairway. What do you mean? He fell from my window. Fell? You mustn't touch him. You mustn't.
6: He's dead, all right. Harry, go in, take Ellen upstairs, give her a sedative. A sedative? Do what I tell you at once. Where are you going? I'm going for a doctor. That kitten might have broken its neck or... I didn't
9: do it. Do you hear me? I didn't do it.
10: A kitten dead. A girl, young, lovely, tormented by mysterious fears. What is disturbing, Ellen. What unknown depths can the human mind conceal? Science comes face to face with the unknown. And now it's curtain time for act two of The Dark Curtain with Veronica Lake. Shortly before Ellen and Paul were to be married, Ellen became strangely moody and reticent. Her only happiness seemed to be in a kitten Paul had given her. While Paul was at the house, Ellen told him her kitten had fallen out the window. Paul discovered her kitten was not killed from a fall, but from strangulation.
9: Keeps looking at me. So does Mary. Just like Snoopy did, staring. Don't they know I just want to be alone? I won't go out. I won't leave my room.
10: Doctor, I, I don't know what's happened. Paul, I don't think anything has happened. Something is just developing that may have been there a long time.
6: But Ellen and I were to be married next month.
10: Paul, I've had several talks with her. You're going to have to make a decision. What's that? Forget this wedding for a while.
6: Uh, that's, That's pretty hard to
10: take. Son, we've got a job on our hands. Your Ellen is a very sick girl.
6: Can you help her? I hope so. What are you going to do?
10: Talk to her. Try to give her some insight into her condition. We call it psychotherapy. Psychotherapy science's first weapon against mental disorders. Question. Ellen, who is your best friend at school?
9: I didn't have a best friend. Other girls did. But I know a princess. I pretended I
10: did. Ellen, you like to go to parties?
9: Yes, I love parties. But people don't stare at me.
10: Ellen, do you like Mary?
9: Yes. No. Mary doesn't like me.
10: Ellen... How is Paul today? Paul?
9: I don't know. I don't know, Paul. Mary knows him. Not me, Mary.
10: Probing. Probing. Questions, day after day, to make Ellen realize that her pretending, her fantasy, is really illness. Science tries with questions to lift the dark curtain between Ellen's mind and the world of reality. Ellen!
3: No! No!
9: No, I won't answer any more questions. I know what you're trying to do. It's part of a plot. Mary and Paul and now you. Make me think there's something the matter with me. You hate me. All of you, you hate me.
10: Have you any news for us, Dr. Ward? I'm glad you're both here. Sit down.
4: Is she better?
10: She isn't better. She's worse. Oh, No. I don't know where it started, but Ellen has apparently lived in a world of fantasy for a long time, as a defense against the real world with which she can't cope. It's become such a habit that her mind refuses the real world, so her whole personality is divided. Doctor, did Ellen really kill the kitten? Yes, but she doesn't know it now. Why did she? It associated itself in her mind with a marriage she didn't want. With you, Paul... Good Lord. Uh,
6: Dr. Ward, I... I love Ellen. And I know she loved me. But marriage doesn't matter now. All that matters is
10: getting Ellen well. What can we do? Get inside her mind. Bring it to light. She's blocked every effort so far. We can't talk to her until we remove that block and break down resistance.
4: How, Dr. Ward?
10: With electric shock. (laughs) electric shock science's new weapon to get inside the human mind an electric current that literally shocks the body into convulsions and breaks down disordered patterns of the mind Ellen lies on a bed in a small room an injection of the drug curare is given to her she relaxes her arms and legs are limped This is so the convulsion will not endanger her. And now the leather strap containing the electrodes is fastened to her head.
4: Already, Doctor?
10: Low voltage first. This is her first treatment. How many is she here for? It depends. Six or eight at least. Ninth week. Current. Tenth week. Ellen, how do you feel?
9: I'm better, Doctor. I feel happy. Not giddy. I don't want to... Well, to fly or anything the way I used to. (laughs) But I do feel happy. How's your headache? I don't have any headache.
10: We're going to let you go home today.
9: Oh, doctor, thank you. Thank you, that's all I want. To go home. I was going home. The nightmare was over. The terrible jokes. The long black hours doctor and Paul and Mary talked a long time, but I didn't care. Let them say anything. I was going home. Before I knew it, I was home and out walking. The grass was green. It was almost summer. The sun felt so good. Just to walk and to be free. But I wasn't quite free. I wasn't alone.
6: I thought you'd forgotten I was here. We have to go back soon, Ellen.
9: It was nice of you to come and see me today, Paul. Oh,
6: it was nice of you to let me.
9: That's a new suit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I like you in tweed.
6: <laughs> That's good.
9: I wish I had something better than this old dress.
6: Uh, you never looked lovelier, Ella. So young, so pretty.
9: <laughs> Am I really? Mm-hmm.
6: And so you'll remember, I, uh, I want you to take these roses back with you. Roses? Mm-hmm, pink ones. Your favorites. Smell them.
9: Smell them. You're trying to poison me. You're trying to poison me with
10: those flowers. Take them away. Failure. For weeks, science had battled the unknown disorders of Ellen's brain. Psychotherapy, electric shock. Now there is only a blank wall. A girl's mind turned completely from the world around her. Turned inward so that even recognition is gone. Dr. Ward, everything was fine. Ellen was so
6: happy to be home.
10: What happened? It means only one thing. I was afraid of it, but I took a chance. It didn't work. This is a progressive psychosis of the most deep-seated kind.
4: Does that mean hopeless?
10: Mary, science doesn't admit the word hopeless. But nothing has worked. Psychotherapy, electric shock, insulin coma. Five months now of treatment. Well,
6: is there anything left?
10: Just one thing. So risky that it's tried only on the most acute cases. Then the chances are two to one against it. What is it? It's called lobotomy. Lobotomy? I've heard of that. It's a brain operation. It's actually cutting part of the frontal lobe of the brain away from the rest.
4: Wouldn't that kill
10: her? 3% of the patients do die, Mary, but 30% are better. Completely cured? is it better. It's a delicate and difficult operation, used only in desperate cases. Doctor, if it did work... She'd be much happier, better adjusted person. And uh, if it isn't done? She'll get steadily worse. Doctor. It isn't an easy decision. I
4: know. You have to give me time to think. I, I don't know.
10: soon to be married. Ellen showed signs of mental disorder that grew increasingly worse. Psychotherapy and electric shock were used, but the dark curtain that had closed on Ellen's mind could not be lifted. Now the doctor has recommended the most drastic and dangerous method of all, a new brain operation to destroy disordered patterns. Lobotomy. It is the last resort, and Ellen's sister must decide. How is she today, Mary?
4: She talks a little, not much. She's afraid I'm going to send her away.
6: Mary, you've got to make a decision.
4: I can't, Paul. In operations of this kind, only one out of three show any improvement. If she doesn't get better, she'll she'll be hopeless the rest of her life. What is she now? She's not hopeless. Sometimes she knows me. She she talks to me. She's gentle and quiet, and I know she'll be better. They've done everything. You're talking about me again. Ellen, what are you doing down here?
9: Listening. You're plotting the way you always do when he comes.
6: Ellen, Ellen, listen to me.
9: Plotting to kill me, aren't you? Ellen, go upstairs. But you won't see.
4: You won't because... Oh, look out. Ellen! Good night. Did she hurt you? Not much.
9: Let me go. Oh, let me go.
6: Well, Mary, will you call Dr. Ward?
4: Yes. Yes, I will.
6: Operating room B, Dr. Ward operating. Assisted by Dr. Nelson, intern Niles. Nurses Wood, Blake, Johnson.
10: Lobotomy. This is an operation on the human brain. A mass of yellowish soft tissue. What you do, how you walk, where you go, what you eat, what you say, how you feel, all of it depends on that soft tissue. Nature has encased it in a hard, bony armor, the skull, the skull protected. The brain is actually a small, compact switchboard where millions of tiny wires cross and recross to carry messages back and forth. These wires are nerves. But in Ellen's brain, something has gone wrong. There's a short circuit. Ellen's most primitive impulse tells her,
3: I love Paul.
10: Now that thought is carried over the nerve wires to the higher centers of the brain, the part of the brain that has developed judgment and reasoning. This is the frontal lobe of the brain right behind the forehead. In a normal condition, this part of the brain would say...
3: It's right that
9: I married Paul. We love each other. We want a home. We're going to be happy.
10: But something is wrong. The thought doesn't travel as it should. Somewhere in the frontal lobe where Ellen reasons and judges, there is a short circuit. The original thought of Ellen's love for Paul becomes distorted. Paul hates me. The wires are hopelessly tangled now. Ellen has no judgment now.
3: Paul wants to kill me.
10: Somewhere beneath the heavy protective armor of the skull, science must find out what's gone wrong. No X-ray can tell, no medicine, for this is the realm of the invisible. Science believes that an operation can break these disordered circuits of the brain and leave it free to develop new habits of thought and feeling. We're ready.
4: Please bring the patient in.
10: Ellen lies in the center of the green operating room, under the bright, clear light. Only her shaven head appears from under the long, white covering. The masked surgeons and nurses are waiting. There's an air of tension in the room. For in this operation, man is probing into the human mind. Sanity, even life itself, hangs in the balance. We use a local anesthetic of Carefully, the anesthetist injects the Novocaine needle into Ellen's scalp. Once. Twice. Three times more. A small ring of injections is made. Ellen, do you know who I am?
9: You're Dr. Ward. You're going to kill me.
10: You're going to make you feel better. Do you feel anything?
9: No. Nothing.
10: Good. Now the doctor makes two incisions down each side of the scalp. Of course it is.
4: Of course
10: now the skin is drawn back. The bone of the skull is laid bare. Triffine. Science must cut through the heavy skull bone easily, quickly. To do it, the doctor has a small, electric, circular saw. With it, he cuts a disc shaped section of the skull, a bone button the size of a quarter. He works carefully. A shade too far, and the saw would grind into brain tissue itself. He must cut just through the bone. Ellen, do you feel anything? I don't feel
9: anything, but I can hear you.
10: The skull is open. Carefully, the doctor lifts the bone button. Now he must work with precision and delicacy that is almost unbelievable. Cordery. Cordery. With the cautery, a fine electrical knife, the doctor seals the surface blood vessels. There are no markings in this unknown world. No X-ray to guide him. No disease or growth to look for. Nothing but the blank, yellowish tissue with its hundreds of twists and convolutions. Like a dancer, delicately poised, the doctor's skilled fingers push the knife gently, carefully. On one side of his knife's track lies the motor areas of the brain, which, if touched, would paralyze forever the patient on the table. Helen, do you feel anything now? I'm
9: sleeping. What are you doing?
10: Taking your headache away? The knife moves in slowly, slowly. Its blunt edge pushing aside the vital blood vessels, which, if punctured, would result in a fatal brain hemorrhage. Ellen, do you feel pain?
9: No, no pain. Only as if something untied. It... it feels better. Much better.
10: But she has fallen asleep. Dr. Ward withdraws his knife slowly. One half of his task is done. Now he repeats the same operation on the other half of the brain. Carefully, he replaces the bone buttons. The incisions in the scalp are sewed. Science has dared to probe a living brain to cure an unbalanced mind. <laughs> recovery is long and slow. Ellen, because of her naturally bright mind and good constitution, is one of the lucky few, in a favorable position to benefit from the operation. How much, only time will tell. She'll be childlike again.
9: I'm going to call this doll, Isabel.
10: Her memory will not respond at first.
9: Where did the spoons go? I can never remember.
10: She'll not have the ability to make decisions.
9: What dress shall I wear today?
10: But her fears will gradually disappear.
9: A tea party? I'd love to go and see everybody.
10: You must remember that although Ellen takes a place in normal home life, she has changed. You'll have to treat Ellen as if she's learning many things for the first time in her life. (laughs)
6: All you girls ready to go out to dinner?
9: Yes, Mary will be right down.
6: you look awfully pretty, Ellen.
9: Thank you. Paul, I want to say something now before Mary comes. I'm glad you're coming to see Mary and me. But it's all different now. I can't explain it. I was afraid before. Afraid of everything. Now I'm not. I'm happy. It's like being in the light again. I just want to live here at home. Do you understand, Paul?
6: Yes. Yes, I think I do, Ellen.
9: That was all a long time ago. It seems strange now to think I was ever going to marry Paul. For that I was afraid of people. It's an old nightmare that I've almost forgotten. Paul's coming to dinner tonight. I know because Mary's singing... I'm cooking dinner. I have so many things to learn, but there's lots of time to learn them when you're not afraid anymore.
10: What is ahead for Ellen? At least a return to normal living, perhaps eventually a job, a productive place in society, and within herself, happiness and freedom from tension. By means of psychosurgery, science's newest weapon against mental disorder, a girl has been saved from the darkness of hopeless insanity as science explores the unknown. Our thanks to lovely Veronica Lake for a fine performance.
2: It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes.
3: The Riley and Kimmy Show.
0: Find archived podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.